Do you struggle to ask for help? And do you wish that you could ask for help? In the last episode, we looked at why it is so hard to ask for help. And if you haven't listened to that one yet, I really encourage you to go back and to do so before listening to this episode about how you might be able to ask for help so that you do actually get it, so that you do have the space that you need and that you long for to be able to perform better because you are not trying to juggle it all. Are you feeling overrun and wrung out by the juggle of being a working mum? Do you just wish that you could be calmer and more patient at work and when you come home to your family, but there are so many things that need to be done and there are so many expectations on you? Do you wish you just had the space and the time and the capacity to be able to make choices that you know would leave you feeling healthier and happier, but you just don't have any wiggle room? Welcome to the Managing Mum podcast. I'm your host, Charlotte, a working mum of two with a very busy, very active life. As a qualified personal trainer and a well-being coach, and as a mum who has felt all of these things, my aim is to help you learn how to manage the juggle so that you can feel healthier and happier and lighter, and you can build great relationships at work and at home, and so that you can move closer to that ever-elusive work-life balance. While I may well offer suggestions such as taking a bubble bath, I'm also going to help you figure out how to do it without feeling guilty. So run that bath, tie up your mum bun, and lock the bathroom door. We're learning how to juggle. Asking for help is hard. As women and as mothers, we worry about everybody else so much. But we also worry about what everyone else is thinking about us and have an idea in our heads about what might happen if we do ask for help. But the good news is that some of these points, some of these reasons why we struggle to ask for help, the ones about our perceptions of other people's perceptions of us if we ask for help, are generally pretty exaggerated and mostly mistaken. Stanford psychologist Jamil Zaki has shown that actually empathizing with others and helping others in need appears to be an intuitive response of humans. And another social psychologist, Zhuang Zhao, has found that people are really much happier when they are helping others or they've conducted an act of kindness. They find themselves to be that much happier. Stanford professor Frank Flynn and his colleagues suggest that we tend to overestimate how likely our direct request for help would be rejected by others. And it's been shown that actually seeking advice can boost how competent the help seeker is seen by the advice giver. So it actually, all of this research is going against the ideas that we have, the perceptions that we have about what people will think or how they will see us if we do ask them for help. And what it's really showing us is that asking for help enables kindness. It un unlocks these incredible opportunities for really positive social connections. It creates emotional closeness when the person being asked for help realizes that someone trusts them enough to share their vulnerabilities. And then by those two working together toward a shared goal, whether it's at home or in the workplace. Seeking support isn't a weakness. 
And one of the points I really wanted to drive home, actually, when it comes to asking for help, is that often asking for help is the difference between failure and success. Think about that. Asking for help can be the difference between failure and success. So it might also be worth begging the question, will asking for help help me achieve my goals or bring me closer to my goal? So that the focus comes off of what is everybody thinking of me or what will be the perception of me or what will it mean about me if I ask for help? And the focus then becomes on my goal. What is it that I want? What is it that I need in order to be successful? Whether it's successful as a mother or successful at work or successful as a wife or successful as a person. When it comes to our performance, asking for help can really boost our performance because we're actually able to do less. We're able to focus more clearly and more competently on the tasks that we are doing, on the things that we are prioritizing for ourselves to do. In episode nine, we look at the, the difference in productivity between multitasking versus single tasking. And go back to this episode because it might encourage you to ask for help so that you can focus and you can perform better at the tasks that you really need to do or the tasks that you really want to do. I also think that when it comes to modeling things for our children, showing them that it's okay to ask for help can break the cycle that they found in studies where these stories about being weak or about us seeming incapable have been so embedded into children, into us as children, that we've got to this position in adulthood where we are juggling everything. We're feeling exhausted and overwhelmed, but we're kind of holding on to all of these things, doing them all, um, you know, showing up as superwoman when all we really need or all we really want is for somebody to just take some of them off our hands. So once we've gained a little bit of awareness around why it's hard to ask for help, we can start to build up, I think, a strategy that allows us to ask for help. With our children, we want to create the safe space for them to ask for help, and we want to model to them that it's okay to do so. But I do think that we need to almost spend a little bit of time with our own inner child, our own little person who's heard these stories, who's who's created these beliefs, so that we can start to break them down and, and build up that strategy. So step one then is to recognize your fear or your anxiety or your resistance around asking for help and get to know it. A lot about what we spoke about in the previous episode can help to do this. But in order to to get over the fear or the resistance of asking for help, it's first important to recognize that it's there and to identify what it is. Why do I feel this way? This can include anything from feeling anxious about being rejected or looking weak to worrying that you're inconveniencing someone else. Learning to understand your needs to ask for help involves developing that that better awareness around the limitations of asking for help, around the struggle. There are two types of help that I think we need. One of them might be when we don't know how to do something. 
we don't have the skill or the knowledge to be able to do something. And the other might be when we just don't have the capacity, the time, the, the space to do it. So in the first instance, we might struggle to admit that we don't know how to do something. And in the other instance, we, we struggle to admit that we can't do it all. <laughs> and despite wanting to present as capable, as independent, as knowledgeable, sometimes it can be really beneficial to reach out for support. Everybody needs help now and then. If we change the, the belief system, reaching out can actually show how mature, how dedicated we are in striving towards a goal or in solving a problem. Showing vulnerability is an incredible proof, actually, of inner strength. It means you know how important it is to get the right kind of assistance you need when you need it. It means that you're actually able to say, I don't know how to do this, or I don't have the capacity to do that, and I'm okay with that. I'm strong enough, I'm capable enough to be not capable in this particular moment. Taking some time to objectively evaluate why we think we can't ask for help will help us to understand these, these reasons, will help us as I've said before, to look at them objectively and to ultimately build our resilience up so that in the face of a challenge, we can step into asking for help. The second step, once we know, is to then build the confidence and the self-esteem to be able to do so. Even though you might feel scared, you might feel embarrassed about asking for help, it's that remembering that it's, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's actually strong to be vulnerable. It's incredibly important to be vulnerable. And that being vulnerable builds relationships. It builds that bridge between you and that other person. It actually gives somebody else the strength to see that you're vulnerable and then to be able to say, gosh, maybe I too can ask for help. Building that self-esteem and that confidence to ask for help doesn't mean you have to make huge dramatic changes in your life. Small steps can help you to build that inner confidence. Maybe it's just in choosing every time you hear the thought, I need to be capable, or hear the word should, to choose a different thought. The beginning is just to even notice that we're saying those things. And then to choose to think something different, to choose to think, actually, this is strength, to choose to think, actually, I'm building a space for my children to ask for help, to, to choose to think something other than I'm weak, I'm incapable, I don't deserve to ask for help, to shift into a space of confidence, of better self-esteem that allows you to move into a space of asking. The third step is to actually accept that you need help. If you don't think that you need help, I really challenge, to, uh, challenge you to ask yourself, what's not working for me at the moment? Are you not getting enough sleep? Are you not getting enough exercise? Are you cutting corners at work? Do you wish you had more time? Do you wish you had more energy? I really believe that we all need help in one way or another. It might not necessarily be practical help with, a, with all the tasks, but it might just be someone to 
listen to you or someone to bounce ideas off that can bring a different perspective. As soon as we expect that we and everybody else in the whole world needs help in some way, the quicker we can move towards getting it, towards finding the space and the capacity to move towards our goals, to move towards being calmer, being more at ease, feeling more peaceful, feeling more joyful, and really just enjoying this journey so much more because we have those things in place. We, we are able to move forward rather than just feeling completely stuck in the overwhelm, in the, the chaos of everything that needs to get done or of not being able to actually do something. So start small. I would even suggest that to begin with, you create a list of people that you could consider to be your your safe support team. Perhaps people that you do feel comfortable asking for help so that when you get to a point where you need help, you, you're not stumped by, oh, where do I go with this? Who do I go to with this? You could even let these people know that they are it. Let them know you are my support team. And also, if you want to, give them the caveat that they can say no if they can't do it. Knowing that you've given them that caveat, if they do say no, it's not a rejection, it's not a shunning, it's just that they can't in that moment. And this kind of leads me on to point number four. Stop assuming the worst. One of the main reasons people hesitate to ask for help is because they are afraid of being judged they're embarrassed. Take some time to talk yourself through the worst case scenario of what would happen if you did ask for help. And then remind yourself that actually that's probably unlikely to happen. You could use, I quite like this approach, the what if approach. What if the person says no? Well, you could ask someone else. What if the person gives me a funny look when I ask them. Well, I can choose to do whatever I do with that. What if, what if the worst thing that you think could possibly happen on the other side of asking for help happened when it comes to being in control? What if they don't do it the way that I want them to do it? Well, what if they don't do it the way that you want them to do it? And then rephrase what you tell yourself and remind yourself that there are people out there who can help you. There are people who want to help you. There are people who you will build a deeper, stronger relationship with if you do ask them for help. These last few steps are a little bit more practical. Step five is to decide on what you actually need help with. So that when you go to the person that you're asking for help, you are clear, crystal clear on what you need help with and how the person you're asking for help can help you. If you're working on a project or towards a goal and you're struggling, write a list of what you need help with. Writing a list helps you make what you need help with clear in your mind. So when it comes to, to the chaos, brain dump all your thoughts. Brain dump everything that you could possibly need help with in that moment. Then create a list and cross off the things that you want to do yourself or that you know that you can manage. And then take that list and 
link each task or each thing that needs doing up to someone in your team that you've created or to somebody else that you are very happy to ask for help from. So that brings me to point number six. Decide on who you're going to ask. People all have different experiences, different capacities. You have different relationships with different people. So consider who will be the best person in this instance to give me help with this particular thing. Go back to that safe list. Or if there's nobody on that list who can help, take some time to find out who can help me with this. What do I need from them? And who would be the best person? If you don't know anybody, ask around. See if anybody can advise you on who you could ask for help. And then identify the best way to ask for help. Depending on how you feel about it, it might be face-to-face. It might be via phone. It might be via email. It might be via message of some sort. I think a question that I found that's really useful when asking for help is, I've been really struggling with X, Y, and Z. Would you be willing to assist me with doing this and this and this? So that you are making yourself vulnerable and they see what you are struggling with and they see very clearly how they might be able to help you with that. And then go for it. Get the help that you need so that you can move forward in achieving the goals, whether those goals are practical goals around getting something done or more around being a person, the kind of person that you want to be. Asking for help can make such a difference in all of these areas. And it's worth remembering that one of the main reasons many of our families, our friends, our co-workers don't help is that we don't ask. We may think that we've been clear about what we need or we're not asking for help for a certain reason. And yet there are so many incredible benefits to asking for help. Give this a try and see what works for you and how it helps you to juggle a little more effectively and easily and with a bit more enjoyment of the day-to-day life that we lead as working mums. If you are struggling with asking for help, always changing your beliefs about asking for help, please drop me an email and let's meet up for a free 30-minute chat to see if I can be of any help in getting you to that point where you can just feel free to ask for and to get that help that you need. It is a real honor and a privilege for me to spend this time with you sharing what I have experienced and everything that I have learned. And it can get quite lonely on this side of the mic. So if you have enjoyed this podcast or if you've found anything useful in it, I would so appreciate if you would go to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. It really lets me know that I actually am making an impact, which is the best thing for me. And if you know of any other mums that you think might like this podcast, any mums who are managing it all, so basically all of them, please share this podcast with them so that we can build a village of happy, healthy mums.